What is going on, Recovery to Recovered family? Pastor Caleb McCall here. Just wanted to jump on and talk to you for a couple of minutes before we jump into this week's episode. And uh, this week's episode is going to be an interview with me and a good friend of mine, Mrs. Maggie Cavanaugh, on her show that is on the Creative Motions channel on Roku, as well as her doing her Facebook Lives. And so it is an interview talking about the ministries of Be The Bush Recovery Ministries, Miriam House, and my personal ministries and my personal testimony. And I uh, just want you guys to check it out and hear what we talked about. We talked about some some new things with BTB and some different areas that we're going to be expanding and growing in. And speaking of that, we are wanting to expand and grow our reach with the podcast Recovery to Recovered in 2021. So would you please help us out and hit that like, smash that subscribe button wherever it is that you are listening to the podcast, whether it's Charisma Podcast Network or Spotify or iTunes or wherever it is that you listen. Download episodes weekly. They will be released on Wednesday mornings pretty early and you will have access to them first thing on Wednesdays once a week. But please like, subscribe, share, download the Recovery to the Recovered podcast and help us get the message of the gospel out to the world and help us to reach people who are wanting to give their life to Jesus, who are in the recovery process or coming out of addiction, you know, on the show Recovery to Recovered. That simply is a statement about healing. You know, when it comes to recovery, what is recovery? Recovering. Healing is what it is. And Jesus is the great physician, the ultimate healer. And so we are so excited to be um, hitting 2021, hitting the ground, running, running after the kingdom of God. So please, please, please cannot say it enough. Like, share, subscribe, download episodes weekly on the Recovery to Recovered podcast. All right, I'm going to stop talking here so that you can hear what I have to say there. We hope you enjoy this week's episode and we will talk to you soon. Hello, hello, and greetings, everybody. Welcome to Keys to Your Best Life. I am your host, Maggie Cavanaugh, and I have Pastor Kayla McCall with me today. And I'm super excited about this guest because I've been wanting to have Caleb on here for quite a while. He is an amazing man of God, has a beautiful wife and children, but he is all about the kingdom. But Caleb has a story. And today we're going to talk a little bit about his story, but we're really going to talk about the glory of God showing up and what he's doing through Caleb's ministry and the ministry of those he serves. So Caleb, Welcome to the broadcast. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited to be on with you. Well, it's an honor to have you, Caleb. I love what God is doing. And, you know, it's amazing how he takes brokenness in our lives and he turns it around and makes something beautiful. You know, I'm, I was thinking I looked over here a few minutes ago. I glanced over at my mosaic lamp and all the pieces and colors and fabrics and everything. And he's done quite a bit in your life over the years. Yeah. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. All glory to God. Um, took me out of a pit and put me in a palace, you know, and uh, serving in the kingdom of God. It's an incredible thing. Um, and I'm just I'm just happy and lucky to be a vessel. I wouldn't say lucky. I guess that's not the right word. Blessed to be a vessel uh, for the kingdom of God. Get to hear from God every day and get to accomplish his kingdom agenda in the earth. So it's a pleasure. Amen. Well, it didn't always start out like that. So I know you mentioned before, I know that the church that you're pastoring right now mm -hmm. is the church that you grew up in. So you were exposed to the gospel at a young age, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Both of my 
parents i grew up uh both of my parents spirit-filled believers they loved the lord um unfortunately at you know five years old their marriage had ended and uh, my mom moved to Shebbyville, and my dad stayed here in manchester um where i'm at right now where my ministries are and i'm pastoring at the church in Shebbyville, where i actually grew up with my mom uh was where she went to church is where she was on the worship team and i grew up uh learning the the biblical stories and and uh and being there at that church and uh grow, grew up hearing about the kingdom of God and so yeah you know as a as a young man um you know always heard and knew about God um didn't um have a relationship with God but I did know about him you know that's a big big difference you know there's yeah. a difference between knowing about God and knowing God because when you really begin to know God things will change in your life that's right Right. Absolutely. So at what age? Okay, so your parents divorced at age five. And so what age did you really start feeling like the world? Because you're right. If we do not know him, uh, the enemy comes in and feeds us a bunch of lies about who we are, who God is, who those that you know we're in relationship are and, and tries to pull us and suck us into the world. When did you start to feel that pull away from the church into the lifestyle that you led? Yeah, so that all all started, um, you know, around twelve and thirteen, being influenced by older family members, uh, friends. Uh, started, you know, fooling around, smoking cigarettes at like age eleven and twelve. And um, we, at thirteen years old, my best friend's brother in law come home from prison, and this is where things get get re- got really wild for me. Was you know he had introduced us to cocaine and. And uh, in the eighth grade at 13 years old, it's almost unbelievable, but it's what happened to me in my life. And uh, so I got caught up um, selling drugs and doing drugs at age 13. And in the eighth grade, I was going to school in Unionville, Tennessee. It's the country area of Shelbyville. And, um, you know, that's where things got started for me, um, 12 and 13. At that point, um, you know, my brother died at 14. I moved in with my father and um, you know, I just kind of fell out of church and, um, you know, it just, just spiraled out of control at that point. You know, I started selling drugs at, at 13 and was using hardcore drugs at 13, 14 and all throughout high school um, and selling drugs. And I became addicted to that lifestyle just as much as I was to any substance. I mean, the lifestyle of fast money. Um, not working, literally having no kind of work ethic. Now, I was an athlete in, in high school and had opportunities to play college ball and squandered all of those things as a young man. Uh, you know, 21, caught my first felony charge with a bunch of drugs I got caught with in my trunk in Shelbyville. And, you know, so life spiraled out of control at that point, um, but got started real young. And that went into my young adult years, um, became a very violent individual at age 19. Um, I, up until that point, I was six, five and 185 pounds soaking wet. I was all about making money and living that lifestyle. But two robberies happened in my life that changed, uh, the trajectory of where I was heading at that point. And from 19, after those two robberies happened, got beat up, got a pistol stuck to my chest and, uh, broad daylight at Walmart and in Shelbyville, Tennessee. And when that happened, I said, this is never going to happen to me again. And I wound up, I started lifting weights and working out and using steroids. And I became very, very mean, very quick, um, was a very quick tempered man, quick triggered, 
um, and really was a danger to myself and to society and everybody around me. And it had happened uh, over time, but it seemed like in a blink of an eye um, that my life had just really took a turn for the worse. And uh, in my young adult years, uh, that's when I walked into the doors of Canvas Community Church at uh, 24 years old, I believe I was. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I grew up in church. So I said, well, the only person, the only thing that can change me in my life is God. And well, where's God? He's at, he's at church, right? That was the, that was the only guess that I had, you know, I didn't really, like I said, I, I knew about God a little bit, but I didn't know God. And so I walked into the doors of that church on crutches, wearing shades, smelling like a liquor store and liquor bottle and a pack of cigarettes and sat on the back row. And the pastor there, Pastor Johnny Chase, he, um, uh, shout out Pastor Johnny Chase, love you, man. But he uh, began to love on me. You know, he stopped me at the end of the service and he he said, man, let me take you to lunch. And he didn't hit me across the head with the Bible that I didn't understand anyways. Um, but he just began to love on me and pour into me. And, um, you know, I started going to church there uh, for a while and I, I was living that hypocritical life like a lot of people do. And they first get get tried, you know, they're trying to get saved or trying to give their life to God, although they don't know everything and what to do. But, you know, I, I lived in a whirlwind of hypocrisy for about six months and doing drugs, still selling drugs, but going to church on Sunday and posting the scripture on Facebook and all those things and wound up getting in some more trouble. And I, um, I just reached out to him and asked for help. I said, is there anything you can do to help me? Uh, my ex-wife now, but my first wife, she had left me in the middle of my addiction, um, joined the military. I was raising my son on my own in the middle of my addiction that I had at 18. Mm -hmm. And so life was an absolute mess and I knew that I needed help and I was desperate for help. And uh, when I got in that last little bit of trouble, I went to him and he asked me if I'd ever heard of Teen Challenge. And I said, you know, yeah, I had my mother got shot in 1982 and went through a Teen, teen Challenge type program in Huntsville, Alabama. That's where she met my father doing ministry work after she graduated the program. I'd been listening to Todd White uh, for a little bit. Johnny had introduced me to Todd White one day when I was working there at the church, painting a wall, just trying to get out of the streets, just trying to get out of the life. Yeah. And so I would hang out there at the church and he would let me hang out there. And um, I was helping, heard him, heard that he had went to Teen Challenge. So I'd been in this, gotten in this trouble. And I said, well, it's worth a shot, you know, and I remember the day I gave my life to Jesus. I was sitting in my sister's driveway and um, I'm thinking about running as well because I, I, they hadn't charged me with felonies yet. So I was going to try to run to my dad's in Georgia. And um, uh, I remember praying and I said in my sister's drive, I said, God, if you let me get in this program, I promise you I'll give you my life. And so I faced the music at that point, too, because I didn't run because I didn't know if they was going to let me into the program or not. I was asking them to court order me and send me off to Virginia where the program was um, They're nationwide. But that's where I was trying to go. And uh, they did. And um, that's where I gave my life to Jesus. I just devoured my Bible while I was there in the program. And, um, you know, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. If you spend time in the word, you're spending time with Jesus. And Jesus was the only force in the universe that could change a man like me. So God is good. Amen. Amen. What a powerful testimony of the goodness of God and how he just continued to minister to you, even at your worst. You know? Oh, yeah. At your worst. Yeah. And he's so faithful. So if you're watching this broadcast and you think that things are hopeless, things are not hopeless. Okay. You can right. 
a look at Caleb's life, you know, and the multitudes of people that have been set free uh, by the healing of God's word, you know, and listen, not for everybody. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, I mean, we did, we don't get in these situations overnight and, and it takes time, you know, to allow the change to take place, but do not give up. So right. powerful, powerful testimony. How long were you in Teen Challenge? So I spent 11 months there. It was a 14 month program. So I come home a little bit early, but I told them, I said, I am not leaving this place without an outpatient contract. I've never finished anything in my life. Please let me finish this program. I was coming home over a situation with my son. They knew it. They knew that I needed to go home and handle it and uh, wound up getting custody of my son and doing what it was that I needed to do. And I was held accountable through a program with a spiritual father of mine. His name was Derek Faulkner. I don't know if you knew him or not, but uh, yeah, he passed. What an amazing yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing man. Yeah. Without him, I would have never been able to come home and do what I was called to do. And he was a mentor of mine. He passed away last year. Um, and shout out to Renewed Life Ministries. They held me accountable, kept me drug tested, and I would go to their devotions and different things like that. And they allowed me to come home. And I went back and graduated the program in March of 2016. Graduated from Rearsburg, Pennsylvania Teen Challenge. Shout out to God's Mountain. We love you guys. Um, and that's where, you know, um, I went and graduated. And that's where God got a hold of me. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been a wonderful thing to get to be a graduate of Teen Challenge. And, you know, starting my own program here in Manchester is where all that was uh, born out of. But, yeah. I love that because God takes the good, the bad, the ugly. He takes our, our mistakes and turns them into ministries. And and you have rapidly grown over mm -hmm. the last four years since you've been back in this region uh, serving others. So their first ministry that you birthed was Be the Bush, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Be the Bush Recovery Ministries. Got my shirt on today. Don't know if you can see it. We go by BTB for short. We believe that Jesus plus discipleship e equals recovered. I believe there is a recovery process. So don't get me wrong with that or hear me wrong. I believe there's a recovery process, but I believe um, that you get to the point of recovered. I believe that Jesus does everything uh, 100 percent. I believe that he paid the price for you to be healed, for you to be whole. Does that mean that you're going to be perfect? Never make a mistake. No. Um, but it does mean that you can be whole, that you can be healed. And he paid the highest price to enable you to do that through the power of his spirit at work with on the inside of you. So be the bush. That's a, you know, a kind of a weird name, right, for uh, for a recovery ministry. Um, but that's what the Lord directed me to call it. Uh, he spoke to me about that. Um, you know, you get tired of hearing, well, I wish God talked to a burning bush again, brother. Maybe somebody listen. Well, why don't you be the bush? Uh, why don't you be a vessel for God to speak through? And God began to speak to me and tell me that he was going to use people out of recovery as vessels for him to speak through that. He's still healing. He's still delivering. He's still doing what he said he was going to do 2000 plus years ago when he opened that scroll to Isaiah and said, I'm here to set the captives free, to heal blind eyes and to uh, heal the sick yes. and to deliver them and watch chains fall off of their life. And so it's about being a vessel uh, for the kingdom of God. Be that bush that God can speak through like he did in Exodus three. And so we started in 2018 when I come home from the program. Um, I didn't even want to come back here. I wanted to stay there in Pennsylvania where my second phase of the program was. And 
um, you know, go to college and get my counseling degree and get out of here and get a fresh start and all that. And God said, no, I'm sending you home. So and I didn't know what that was for at first. And now, you know, in retrospect, I'm able to see what that was about, which was the ministries that have been birthed, the church that has been birthed. It's been incredible what God has done in the short amount of time that he's done it. Um, but he, uh, he sent me home and he told me, I want you to start a program like teen challenge in your hometown. We, you know, we've never had any type of resources like this here in the middle Tennessee region, especially in the lower part where I'm from here in Manchester and Shelbyville in these areas, Murfreesboro. And so, um, uh, I said, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? Who do you want me to talk to? How do you want me to go about this? And he said, I want you to wait. And so I worked at a dealership. Uh, selling service for about two years and um, in 2018. And I said, okay, you know, what do you want me to do? Who do you want me to talk to? He said, I want you to wait. I got more work to do within you. And so I grew in my revelation and knowledge of the Lord and just spent time with the Lord, let him groom me at Canvas, the church I came back to. They put me on staff as the young adult pastor there and um, so served in that capacity up until just this past year in 2020. So from 2016 uh, to 2020 was there as the young adult pastor. Um, But, uh, you know, he said go in 2018. And so we started uh, the ministry in 2018. I was living in a, I was renting a home um, by the fairgrounds in Manchester. I started raising awareness with pastors in the community, you know, hey, this is what I want to do. I'm not looking for government funding. I'm looking for funding from the body of Christ. You know, all all the churches, y'all have always talked to me about um, helping people. Because when I come home, I started sending people all over the country. People sure. were coming to me for help and asking for help. And so I started sending people to Teen Challenges all over the country. Uh, freely I receive, freely I give, right? And so uh, just always doing that type of work. And then uh, started telling people that this was the work that God was calling me to. He provided in my backyard, uh, two houses opened up simultaneously. My landlord owned all three of the houses and I went to him with my idea. He said, uh, let me pray about it. He come back to me and said, let's do it. And so we opened up uh, our ministry with renting two, three bedroom houses. And now my old house that is in the backyard of those two houses is a staff house that we're using. And uh, we just was donated about 27 acres. Um, there's some issues with that. We're working through some of those things, but, um, you know, uh, hoping that we can get some funding if we can't be there, hoping to get some funding from that property and go buy about 10 or 15 acres out in the county and uh, build like a pole barn dominium type of housing unit, uh, make it nice, make it brand new and jump to housing about 30 or 40 students from the only eight that we're able to house now. Um, so there's a lot of growth there uh, that we're believing God for. Um, and, uh, I know this will kind of jump into, uh, the second ministry and I know you were going to, you're going to ask about it. So I'll, I'll just jump straight into it. But in 2020, we started Miriam house, which is our sister ministry. Miriam was the sister of Moses. And as you know, (laughs) uh, our name was based off of an encounter that Moses had and what God has spoke to me. And so Miriam house being our sister ministry, the Lord instructed me to call it Miriam house. And, um, you know, we, so we started a women's ministry, and which is just like ours. Our program is broke up into three phases, first, second and third, induction, training and reentry or student leader. 
student leader program from eight to 12 months is basically an internship. We train you to do what we do, work in recovery, faith-based recovery ministry. It's all about discipleship too. Let me say that, you know, um, somebody can come in and do 10 years of discipleship in my program. I can't save anybody. Jesus is the only force in the universe that can change somebody and enables them to have a born again experience, which enables bring, which enables them to have salvation and which enables them to be changed, completely changed. And so, you know, third phase student leader, uh, which is an internship or reentry, which is what a a lot of faith-based centers are missing. Uh, Even recovery centers period are missing. You can't hand somebody a certificate and say, Oh, here you go. Good luck. Uh, We'll catch you later. You have to set people up for success. Um, I am about empowering people. Our ministry is about empowering people. I never just want to hand somebody a fish. I'd rather teach them to fish. And so when it comes to our model with the program, we, uh, you know, with the reentry model, you know, we, we, when they get there, we'll get them a job in the community, start a bank account for them. Uh, they pay a little bit of rent, teach them how to balance a checkbook, pay bills. And then the rest of that money goes in an account for them. That way, when they graduate, they go get an apartment, go get a car, go get a house, pay off fines, get their license back. And they don't have to leave either. You know, just because they've graduated doesn't mean they have to leave and get out of the ministry house. We want to set people up for success long term. And so uh, we just believe in the power of the gospel. And there's also the practical side of it, too. You know, you got to be set up for success uh, for your future. Um, and we have businesses. We also went with the business model, um, you know, and and it's not to um, I'm not trying to downgrade any other program or anything like that. So hear me out. But like I said, I'd rather teach somebody to fish than hand them a fish. I can put somebody on a street corner and put them in front of a gas station or a grocery store and have them raise funds for the ministry. And I can promise you right now, we would make more money doing that, but it's not worth it to me. I would rather put them in an environment which is controlled where they can learn how to work. Most people coming out of addiction don't know how to work, what it is to get up, be a man, be a woman, go to work, provide for your family. I I was a drug dealer. So I slept till two o'clock in the afternoon every day, got up and sold drugs all night and partied and did all of that stuff. When I got to Teen Challenge, they taught me about a work ethic and how to be a man and get up and handle my business and take care of my family. And so that's what we're doing as well with our students. Um, We call them students. We don't call them clients because they're there to learn and be discipled and learn Jesus. You know, Jesus didn't say go out into the world and get people to raise their hand at the end of your church service and ask Jesus into their heart. He said, go out into the world and make disciples. And that's what we are doing with Miriam House and BTB. And uh, it's a pleasure to get to be an honor and a part of it. I absolutely love the business model because you're absolutely right. You know, when we have, when we naturally birth a child, we don't take that baby and set it in the road and say, Hey, hope you make it. No, we nurture it and we train and we educate and teach and so forth until they're strong enough to stand and, you know, crawl and stand and walk and run. It's a progression. And it's the same way people that are in active addiction, they have to learn those skills that they missed out on. And I know, you know, studies, we know a lot about the brain now, things that we didn't know many years ago whenever I was in active addiction. But, you know, the brain is neuroplastic. And people say, well, they can't change. They can change. The, mm-hmm. re- the, the word of God tells us how to change. But yep. it's not like um, behavior modification. It's not. Mm-hmm. Right. It's 
allowing the work of the Holy Spirit to go in, heal those places that were wounded, why they tried to escape and cover their pain with the substance. People get high because they want to feel different. They don't want to feel the pain. They don't want to feel the trauma. They don't deal with stuff. You went through, you know, your parents' divorce, a loss of a brother. Those are serious things to make you want to cover up. Mm -hmm. And when people learn that the, the, it all for us and that we don't have to go back to those wounds and look our wounds you know, that i'm always reminded the scripture will dog return to his vomit yeah we'll just read they will create that cycle over and over we'll go back and go back and go back but when the mind is renewed after a period of time you know sometimes a year 18 months sometimes sooner i mean i had radical deliverance when i got delivered but it was a process still before mm-hmm. that because i became what was called a responsible user whatever yeah yeah and <laughs> you know um, right. i had I had to quit snorting Coke and dropping acid. I had to literally just, you know, I started only snorting Coke if I needed to work a double shift, you know, Mm. and stuff like that. And you justify it in your brain. So Mm. there's so much that takes place. So what you're doing is, is you're allowing them room to grow. And, you know, we're called to make disciples. And the fact that you're giving them skills that they have, like, let's talk about uh, the coffee shop. Because they're training, learning how to do whether whether they do something there, those are transferable skills. And let's face it, most people that have been in active addiction, they don't have a lot of skills. So you're training them along the way. So what birthed that, Caleb? Yeah. So I was um start had just started the ministry in September 2018. Or it's actually August. I'm planning to launch in September. And I had gotten a hold of a friend of mine who I was in Team Challenge with. His name is Danny Lyons. Shout out, Danny. Love you, bro. And um, he is uh, uh, one of my good friends, one of my best friends. And we went through Team Challenge together. He was uh, had had uh, was working and about to do an internship with Washington, D.C. Team Challenge. And so I had called him and told him what I was doing. And he was in school at Liberty University online and and going to school for business. And he said, man, I'll just come help you. He said, I'm in school. I'll live with the guys. You know, we'll make this happen. And so he moved down here with me and was the staff member that's on site because we always have staff members on site. It's not a halfway house or anything like that. These guys are never left alone. Our ladies are never left alone. But on the way back from Washington, D.C., we said, man, what could we do for work therapy? Because that was a part of our, it's a part of every program. You have a work therapy, teaching people how to do work skills. Um, The most ideal thing is to keep them in a controlled environment. You start sending folks out to factories and different things, you're going to end up with a whole lot more of a headache than it already is because running a place like this is intense. It's it's tough. And so as we was talking on the way back, we said, man, what about a coffee shop? Um, we just got to brainstorming on that. Um, I always drank coffee, but he was like a coffee connoisseur type guy. (laughs) And, uh, so he knew more about it than I did and he'd ran restaurants and stuff before. So when we got back, I thought of a building on the square that a uh, family friend of ours owns and, uh, she had just shut down her restaurant, um, which was the health nut there in Manchester on the square. And so the facility, the the spot was open. I told her what we wanted to do, what we was coming back to do. She said, I love it. Let me talk to my husband. And so she, uh, they, we talked to them and uh, we opened up and we actually kept some of our stuff on the menu, added the coffee. So we did like soup and sandwiches type stuff in a small salad bar and, um, and added the coffees because she didn't do coffee. So we specialized in the coffees. 
And uh, we we opened that December 3rd of 2018. So four months after we opened the ministry, we opened this business. So that's where our students worked at. So when we initially started, they did work one day, class the next, work one day, class the next. And then we launched another business just last year called Bush Boys Remodeling because a lot of our guys come in with that background or if they don't, they're going to they learn that background so that they can take that skill with them. You know, a lot of our guys have been in trouble before. And so when you have felonies, construction is a job that you can go out there and get and work hard and work with your hands. That's even biblical. Right. Paul says those of you who stole work with your hands. Amen. So. You know, we started that business as well. And so now we do class one week, work the next. I'm not running a work camp. We refuse to do that. Um, I'll shut every business down if I had to, if I needed to, because it's about the discipleship. But work therapy is a big part of what we do. And so this also helps fund the ministry. So the proceeds from this all come back to the ministry. And so for the men's home, we have Bush Boys remodeling a friend, another friend of mine who I was in Teen Challenge with. Um, he relocated here with me from West Virginia. Danny's from New York City. We get guys from all over the country. It's pretty awesome. But <laughs> yes, yes. Nationwide. So it's it's awesome. So we started Jehovah Java is the name. And that stemmed from Jehovah Jireh being the provider right through Jehovah Java. God is providing for BTB and um, now with Bush Boys as well. And so all the proceeds from those uh, go into the ministry. So if you're needing some remodel work, give us a call. We do, uh, you know, floors, cabinets. I mean, we just do do all kind of painting. We do all kind of stuff um, as far as small remodels and um, also our coffee shop. You know, uh, talking about the coffee shop, I know that's what you was asking for uh, to talk about. And it is. It's a wonderful place. Uh, my prayer was always, God, make this place a residency for the Holy Spirit. I wanted people as soon as they walked in the doors of that coffee shop to feel the Holy Ghost and say, whoa, God's here. And um, and, and almost everybody that comes into that shop, they communicate that with us. And our, so our students work the shop. Miriam House works it Tuesday, uh, Thursday, and Saturday. And BTB works it Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And so our students run the coffee shop so we have staff members that are there with them helping and students who are running the coffee shop it's teaching them how to be out in society again um how to communicate how to talk with people all of those uh different types of things uh that they might have been lacking in but also puts them in a controlled environment but at the same time they're in the world so it gives them encouragement if if they can stay at that coffee shop not get out there and do anything stupid and be trying to meet people in the parking lot and do anything foolish or get drugs or do it, then they can do it when they leave. You know, I, if I can instill integrity in our students, which when I explain it to them, it's this, can you do the right thing when nobody's looking? Because right. if you can do the right thing when nobody's looking, you'll be fine when you leave. And if you're full with the Holy Ghost as well. <laughs> Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. And I have actually experienced it. My husband and I, um, you know, we live probably about 30 minutes away from it. And I went there and you're right. You can feel the Holy Spirit in there. I walked in, there was, there was worship, there's Bibles on the tables. And it's just, it's a great place to take your family, to take someone that you're mentoring or discipling to go to. And, and just, you know, not only that, it's sowing into good seed. You know, yeah. I husband, I was like, oh, well, you know, we need to buy this. We need to get that. We need to sow seed into these guys. We need to tip big because they need to understand that God is going to pour back into them as yep. they pour back into others. And it is right. 
indeed. And I love the name, Joe. And I love coffee too. So yes, amen. Amen. Uh, there were there actually I'm trying to think of the young man's name. I want to say it's Michael. I don't know. But they were so precious. And then I yeah. love, there's testimonies. You can buy coffee from here as well. Yep. So if you're a coffee drinker and you're like, I'm not in that region. Do you guys ship your coffee out to other places? Yeah. If you call into the shop and let us know where you want to ship, you can pay for it right there over the phone. And we'll just take it straight to the post office and ship it right to you. So, yeah, we could do that. And we're working on adding some of the clothing and some of the other coffees and different things to our website so be on the lookout for that soon too yeah make sure you guys check this out and caleb give them the website so they'll know where to go yeah you can go to be the bush ministries.com that's be the bush ministries.com not beat the bush burning bushes none of that and just be the bush ministries.com and also miriamhouse.com uh tasha cox is our director of the women's home she's an incredible individual has a testimony a lot like yours she had supernatural de deliverance she didn't even go through a program um, but she has a heart for the recovery community and so she's our director she's doing a phenomenal job there with the women's home uh as well so god is good but those are the two websites that you can go to uh, to check everything out and what we're doing I love what y'all are doing. So is there a uh, work program other than the Jehovah, um, Jehovah Jireh? No, Jehovah Jireh, uh, Jehovah Java, um, the provider um, for the ladies as well. You said they work there three days a week and then the guys work three days a week and you got yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. So our our um, uh, ladies home also has Miriam House cleaning services. So. Yeah. Yeah. So what they do is uh, they go into churches, businesses, houses and deep clean and they do a phenomenal job with that, too. So there's actually four, really five businesses total with the ministry because there's um, Mission Nutrition, which is tied to Jehovah Job. It's literally in the next door over and it's a nutrition shop and we do healthy protein shakes and clean energy teas instead of drinking a Red Bull, get you a clean energy tea filled with vitamins and um, clean energy it does have caffeine in, but yeah, there's, there's some, uh, really good stuff over there. And so that's how we fund. And then of course, with monthly partners with churches and individuals that believe in what we're doing, as you could guess, a place like this is not cheap to run, but God has provided, um, everything. And so it has been, uh, phenomenal, um, you know, with the business model and what we're getting to do. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I remember, I believe, I think I met you originally at Marilyn Howard's house uh, before I either. I, yes, I think so. And then my husband and I, we were at some sort of faith based um, training and addiction and things like that. And you spoke there. And I told my husband, I said, that's that young man that's so on fire for God because we've seen you. Amen. We've seen you worshiping. We've seen you going after God. I thought he's got a story. And I'm so glad that you shared the story with us today because people need to be encouraged. Y'all need to know that you, things don't have to be the way they are in your life. And if you love mm -hmm. someone that is hurting, never give up. Stand, pray, fast, do whatever yes. you want to do because God is no respecter of person. What he's done for Caleb, what right. he's done for me, he can do for you and he can do for your loved one. Set boundaries, right. serious yep. boundaries. And yep adhere to what the word of God says and walk in love. And, and that's some tough stuff, but I'll tell you right now, God loves his kids.
Yes, he does. He does so much to bring you back. So if you got a prodigal, we're standing with you. Yeah. Hey, if you could leave the audience. Well, first of all, before I close out this, I want them to know they know where the Jehovah Java shop is and they know the days that it's open. But how far out, what parameter do your guys and gals go with the businesses? Like, do they serve just in Coffee County or do they do Rutherford? How far out do they do? So if someone's looking for services through one of these businesses, what what's your parameters? Yeah, on? yeah. So we so we, as far as Jehovah Java goes, I mean, we do we will do deliveries locally in the Manchester area. Um, but we also with our soups and sandwiches and things like that, we can also cater. So if you had an event and you wanted uh, Jehovah Java and wanted to support the ministry, you could call in. We'll get sandwiches, soups or whatever it is that you're looking for on the menu and we can get those things to you. Um, but Bush Boys is is definitely regional. I mean, we have done work in Nashville, Murfreesboro, McMinnville, Woodbury. I mean, we're we're all over the region when it comes to Bush Boys, Shelbyville. I mean, we just we're, they'll, they'll go up to within about an hour radius of the ministry. Um, working as far as that goes, and Miriam House kind of the same thing regionally. Or uh, Miriam House Cleaning Services regionally too. So they'll travel up to anywhere from an hour uh, away from the center. Um, which is in Manchester and Hillsborough area um, to service folks there, of course, um, you know, and then you can come into Jehovah Java and, uh, and, and have a meal with us. And, and uh, we'd love to have you come in. It's a great place, y'all. You definitely need to check it out. And it's good seed to sow into. So if you're not in this region and you can't utilize one of these services or go there in person, you can still sow a seed into the ministry because it's good soil. God is moving. Yes. He is, he is doing so much and, you know, we do better together. So if you are someone that's passionate about this, go to the website, check it out, follow Caleb. If you are local, Caleb is now uh, pastoring a church in Shelbyville, Tennessee, and they're going after the heart of God and they're having revival services on the, is it the first Wednesday night of the month or? Yeah, the, the, yes. The first Wednesday night of every month, we are in revival services where we're doing full blown worship and preaching. And we got people from all over the place coming in to preach. We've got people coming from all over the place into the church. It's like, uh, that's my heartbeat is revival. And I want to see my church in revival for the lost being saved for baptisms of the Holy Spirit, water baptisms. We want it all. And we want uh, to disciple people and help people. We've got people coming from all over the region to our church, even from out of state. Uh, God's been moving. The spirit of God's been poured out on our services. It's been incredible. So yeah, that church is at 2011 South Cannon Boulevard, Shelbyville, Tennessee, uh, 37160. Please come see us at Canvas Community Shelbyville. We'd love to have you. Now, if you don't have a home church and you're in that area, we would love to have you come visit us and be with us. Absolutely. And do you have a, what time is your Sunday service? Sunday services at 1030 and Wednesday night services are at 630. And on Wednesday nights, we do Bible study with group discussions, open forum um, on Wednesday nights, except the first Wednesday of every month. We'll have revival. Love it. I love it. So God is pouring out and you guys need to be a part of it. So if you are in this region and you are looking uh, for a home church, I highly encourage you to go and see what God is doing. Go connect and uh, allow the work of the Holy Spirit to work through you to help others. Because we listen, we live in a world that is is things have gone crazy. And the only mm -hmm. thing that says God does not change. He has not changed his mind about you. So get into the word and find out who he says you are and connect with the local body, whether it be Caleb's church or your local church, wherever you're called, yes. but something don't just, you know, think you can do it on your own. It's the banana that gets pulled away from the bunch that gets eaten. Do not. Yeah.
Yeah, you've got to be in community. And, you know, so many people I noticed the other day, uh, my buddy, uh, my little I call my little brother, uh, Dr. Monty Burks was over there. Yeah, talking, yeah. You know, I tell him all the time. <laughs> but, we, you know, we talk a lot about addiction, the opposite of mm. addiction is community. And when you mm. come into the family of God, you've got people that are encouraging and supporting you. And you need that. You need mm. to be by like-minded believers so that you can stay in and your arms can be held up in times of trouble. So like right. said, things are going to be perfect, but you know, we live in an imperfect world, but by mm. God, the Holy spirit can change your life. So let them. That's right. Okay. That's right. If I could ask you to leave the audience with a key, one specific key, what would that key be? Well, I will say, you know, I just uh, did a, a series at our church preaching on um, the kingdom. And when you preach on the kingdom, there's this thing, called keys to the kingdom, which means multiple. And, you know, Peter makes the confession that Jesus is the Christ. Jesus looks at him and says, you didn't get that from yourself, son. You heard from God the Father. And the gates of hell will not prevail against this, and I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. Amen. And so I believe that there's multiple keys. Um, and so I'll just share share a couple with you. One is simply that of what just took place in Peter's life in that moment. He heard from heaven and he unlocked what was in heaven and got it into the earth by simply being able to hear the voice of God. And so I would encourage you today, if you want a key to the kingdom and you want to unlock what's already finished in heaven and unlock it and release it into the earth, you need to be able to hear the voice of God. Slow down life if you need to. Shut the Netflix account down if you need to. Take a day off from work if you need to. Whatever you've got to do, get this key to the kingdom, which is hearing the voice of God so that you will know which way to go, where to go, what what way to turn, what job to take, who to marry. I mean, like if you can hear the voice of God and have that key, to the kingdom of God, it's going to be very hard to be successful and even be a Christian. If I'm being honest, we have to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and do and go where it is that he calls us to go and do what it is that he calls us to do. Um, real quick, sowing and reaping is another kingdom key. Mm -hmm. That's right. And, and I'm not just talking about finances. Right. Uh, right. It's great. You know, so into the kingdom, so into ministries, uh, so into ministries like yours, Maggie. So, so into BTB, so into Miriam House, so into your local church, so into feeding ministries, homeless men, so and you will reap. But also, sowing and reaping just comes on so many different levels. You know, if you want to give God one minute of your time a week or one hour of your time a week, don't expect to reap a rich harvest of God moving in your life. You know, you. You know, if we're being honest, you know, tithing, it's a it's a kingdom key when we always leave that at finances. If you want to be technical, two hours and 40 minutes of your day doesn't even belong to you. Right. <laughs> yeah. So so what are we doing? You know, uh, so I just want to encourage people. There's multiple keys to the kingdom of God. Get those keys, use those keys and watch God do phenomenal work in your life. Amen. Amen. Wow, that is so good and it's so vital because without the leading of the Holy Spirit, we we really, apart from him, we're nothing. That's and right. that is a vital key. There are so, like you said, that's when the Lord gave me the name for the show. He he showed me the keys. There is a key, uh -huh. multiple keys. And and then I believe that, you know, God has put the most coolest people on the planet in my life. I, I just know the neatest people. That's why I had to do this broadcast. But but I'm I love the fact that 
when you tap into the Holy Spirit and allow the voice of the Lord, and you're probably, you know, some of you, I know you're already going, but I don't hear from God. Listen, if you're not hearing from God, start with his word. That's the first place mm. to us. Let his right. word get in there and it gets inside of you and starts to change you and starts to sensitize. You know, we, we live in the world and, you know, I'm all about wholeness, you know, spirit, soul, mm. every aspect of our life. And your soulish realm being your mind and will and emotions has run the show for a long time. And right. the more you allow the Holy Spirit to come in and invade those places of what you think of what you want and what you feel, God will take that and soften things. And you will start to hear that still small voice. Do not give up. Keep going. So I don't yeah. know that keeps coming up in me today, but somebody needs to hear that. So God bless you. Yeah. I want to thank you for being on the broadcast today. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a blessing. I really enjoyed it. Oh, always a good time. For those of you, catch this, share this out to your friends, family, co-workers. Everybody needs to hear uh, the story of redemption and what God has done in Caleb's life and what he's doing through the ministries that he's allowing to flow through him. God bless you guys. This is Keys to Your Best Life. And you can find, uh, this is hosted by Moving Forward Ministries, but you can find Caleb at bethebush.com. Is that right? Bethebushministries.com. Be the Bush Ministries.com. So God bless you guys. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Recovery to Recover podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit Be the Bush Ministries.com or MiriamHouse.com to become a monthly partner or for more info about our ministry and what we are accomplishing for the kingdom of God. You can also follow me on Facebook at Caleb McCall or on Instagram at Pastor Caleb Mack. See you next week.